Warning, this podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions and strong language. Welcome to Records and Facts. Welcome to Records and Bands. We're doing our 10 questions again tonight. And it's Sam and I'm flying solo. But I'm joined by a very special guest, an author, an artist, a underground revolutionary and a fierce supporter of the independent scene. Somehow she's ended up in in Drizzly Hereford, uh, all the way from the sunshine to California. Uh, so welcome to the podcast, Michelle Quadra. Hello, and thank you for having me. Excellent. I like that introduction. That was that was cool. Did I get everything right? Because I I know most of it. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I think I have like a new a new interest every year. I go on some other like tangent project or something. That's good. That's good. First of all, just say thank you very much for coming on. You've always been a very, very supportive person for my projects and my, my band in particular, um, which hopefully we'll touch on later on. Um, but yeah, so it's taking a little while to get you on your schedule, our schedule, but it's really, really cool to have you on. And yeah, we will, you've got your answers to the 10 questions. So if you're ready, shall we get started? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Go so I like doing the questions and answers because I don't have to prepare anything. I do that little intro and then it's over to you. So, so yeah, to start us off, can you give me your favorite three albums of all time mm-hmm. or your top three bands and artists, or if you're feeling really brave, both? Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, I grew up in LA and, but I'm also Latin. So I think when I was growing up for me, I was, I was exposed more to like Latin music and, um, and my mom listened to like pop radio. So in the seventies, yeah, ran my age a bit. <laughs> it was, um, a lot of disco and such rock and, oh my God, you know, like Chris Christopherson cool in the game <laughs> that's a real mix um so i wouldn't really like that i didn't have like a big brother or sister who played cool music but i had to kind of go out on my own and um and so i did eventually find my way musically and i suppose that i because i grew up going to high school and you know just in north hollywood as well even in middle school there were friends who had uh, like circle jerk stickers on their yeah. middle school, primary school stickers and you know um but but so i had a lot of influencers in my life but i found my way and the one person that i always go to and i think a lot of people would expect me to say this is pj harvey i love her yeah she's my top top one yeah is it is there particular stuff by pj harvey because i must say my ironically my brother who normally does this with me is a big pj harvey fan so i think he might be a bit disappointed to miss out on some of this chat and i yeah. i'm not not too familiar but um what, what oh, is got, it her you gotta listen yeah. <laughs> um i i remember well it was that four track demos that really got me um because it was like a very raw i mean the recording was like so raw and then her like vocals and stuff she was thinking about she was like really, really edgy. And then I saw her like, you know, in an interview or whatever. And she was so stoic and intelligent, not putting out that obnoxious sort of, you know, in the, in the not, this, this was her in the nineties. This was like, I'm not, you know, like everyone was, we were all kind of obnoxious. I don't know what right. it was. If you think of like the chili peppers and how immature they were, but she was just like chilled out. And uh, I really like that intelligent and seems like, you know, she's got multiple, um, you know, things that she does too. And then I felt like I'd grown up with her as well. So listening to uh, stories by the city, stories by the sea, she was in love, I was in love. And that's around the time I ended up getting married and moving to England. Yeah. When I really got into that album in particular. Then the second one um, was the Sugar Cubes. And that was much earlier than PJ Harvey. Uh, but I will always 
love this album. I go back to it every year called Life Too Easy. Uh, yeah, do you know the Sugar Cubes? You, you know, know what? I, I don't actually. I'm just frantically Googling. Um, they're uh, from yeah. Iceland. Is that right? Am I looking yeah. at the right band? Yes, it was Bjork's first band. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the guy that she did it with. Um, but what, take notes and watch the video Motor Crush. That was like my first, I saw that video because, you know, it's back in MTV days. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like this, this girl is cool. Something like she's singing. She's letting it all out. She's emotional. Um, she's cool. And I mean, whatever people feel when they first experience York, I'm sure it's never, uh, it, it's, 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 it's like startling, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I'm, uh, I don't know much of her work, but I sort of know the hits sort of from that probably late nineties, sort of oh so quiet and all that kind of thing. But yeah, you're right. She's very, uh, startling almost. You sort of, you don't miss her, do you? No, she's definitely there, but like to me, her music is so beautiful. And I kind of had this, and obviously it sparked my imagination that she was from Iceland. Yeah. But that particular album, you know, I like, I think of like, like tundras and um, geysers and mountains. You know, it's all like very visual when you listen to music yeah. as well. So would, would, um, uh, Bjork and, and the sugar cubes would they be so one of the first that like aren't kind of small straight rock bands if you know what i mean um because my again my brother talks about bjork quite a bit and he says that she was one of the first artists that wasn't like drums bass guitar singer kind of thing it was that mm. more experimental was was that was that similar for you with 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 the sugar cubes you know, I think I never really looked at it like that because I'm not a musician. So mm. I, 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 you know, I'm a writer and a reader and I listen to the storyline and I feel the music um, and it's sort of a comfort blanket for me. Yeah. I never really thought of it in that respect. But I remember at the time, the bands that I like definitely into when that came out was like Jane's Addiction and all those bands had drums and, you know, they were... Like pretty much like probably started off as like garage rock band. Yeah. Everybody does. <laughs> but you know, in particular, like playing in their garage, like you guys call it here. <laughs> we might have a few of these actually. Uh I think coming through the night. <laughs> oh no. It's I fine. It's fine. Why? So I know. Um my brother had to um co- correct well not correct me, but had to put in a a, a little uh, note in one of the other ones we did because I uh, used the phrase fag, but as in cigarette. Oh. So he was like, but that's, almost, that's uh, a cigarette for our American listeners, which I don't know if we have any, but uh, yeah. So there's a little bit of that going on sometimes. Uh, it's a shame I didn't get to meet Rob. Rob's his name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fine because you can always come back and you can chat to him about PJ Harvey and Bjork and he'll, he'll love it. He'll be really into it. Oh, man, absolutely. I just I just got PJ Harvey's um, poetry book. She was at the Hate Festival last year and, of course, I missed yeah. it. I missed I everything. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy. Well, yeah, exactly. And um, and I kind of, I, I, I feel like I need a personal assistant get me through life <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be nice that would be yeah well, what do they call it a home manager a life manager uh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so the third one third yes. one now. okay uh third one was x you know like well no i mean do you know the band x i don't from no. la and um i suppose they were like quite influential for me at the time you know when i was growing up as well uh like i said to you um i grew up in a latin family and then my neighbor she was mexican sylvia and then years later um you know she was a punk with like silver hair so she went from sylvia she was a mexican girl you know and and i remember sitting in her her room listening to uh vinyl and she played and we watched the x movie i can't remember now what it was but it was that sound that was like bordering between like punk and rockabilly. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that opened up two worlds for me, you know? So I, I don't know that it's my top album, but it's one of the top influences in me that got me liking like punk and yeah. uh, rockabilly stuff. So it's, it's quite interesting how, um, like I, I find that punk kind of finds its way to a lot of people, even if it is slightly differently. Uh, and it's really cool that sort of like, I'm just looking at this, this X band here and they're sort of like 77, they started, but you sort of associate that late seventies, early eighties with kind of the British punk more. So well, at least I do, at least, you know, sort of the clash, the sex pistols and that kind of thing. So it's interesting to sort of, again, I don't know too much about the American scene at that time, but I'd imagine it's kind of, it's, it's sort of everywhere, isn't it? I guess Iggy and Stooges would have been around then. Yeah, yeah, but I think... Well, that might be a bit of a different scene, I'm not sure. When I got into to, um well, yeah, but when I got into X, I, I was probably, it was probably like uh, 82 or, I mean, you know what I mean? So, but they were still going. Yeah. And I saw her one day in Silver Lake. I was at a place in uh, California, a city called Silver Lake. And it's right outside of downtown LA. And she had a, and it kind of like a, it was a trending place to live at the time, which <laughs> is a bit of a weird, the crowds lived there too. Like um, Lux and his wife did well. A lot of people lived in that area. Yeah. And she had a little shop there and I saw her and I was like so excited to go see her shop. And she had like lots of plastic doll heads and it was so weird. You know, I just like into, you know, I didn't, harass her i just i looked at her and i just she was kind of like my fashion icon for a bit you know yeah. so that early day <laughs> mm. that's quite a mix then isn't it this close quite mm-hmm. a which again this does like i can i can I always imagine that you would have quite an eclectic music taste knowing you as as as, as we do um what i want to know next if, if you're happy to move on is um mm-hmm. What was the first record you bought with your own money or that you asked someone to buy for you if you were too young to have your own money? Well, first of all, I was too young to have my own money. And I think that I am, um, I'm still never have any money. So <laughs> <laughs> it was Dolly Parton working nine to five. Ah, oh, amazing. My mom bought me that album. My mama bought it for me. <laughs> um and i don't know why i was into that album i think because the movie came out and it was like a you know that's uh, all over the place um so yeah that was my first album and so that's what i mean like i was not exposed to a lot of uh like alternative music mm. whatsoever so i kind of just i i really liked like how the cover that she did of house of the rising sun and all uh, that yeah like really moved by it <laughs> <laughs> they they say that dolly parton wrote uh jolene and i'll always love you in the same day oh my god which is like you know that's two of the greatest songs probably ever written and you know it just yeah, popped out in an afternoon certain, hurting for certain she was yes yeah um th- then the flip side i can't imagine this is going to be dolly parton but what was the last record you bought or streamed or sort of listened to okay you know what i didn't write down an answer for that one (laughs) (laughs) but um i actually this is really fun this is really ironic but um i was listening to terminal rage because i have this yeah i was listening to them this weekend um and i'm just trying to think of who else because i because my um my boyfriend he gave me a uh, like a old school ghetto blaster style like cd player so Wicked. yeah it is the sound is amazing so i've kind of been breaking out with the old cd i'm playing them um i did listen to some hole as well celebrity skin and and i just i feel like even if i would have written down the answers that would have changed and, yeah. And, yeah, but that's pretty much it. I've been like really listening to Terminal Rage a lot. For some reason, I just 
because I've got the CD player now and I can enjoy it, I can't yeah. get enough of them. <laughs> and they're local, so they, yeah. yeah, that is true. Um, we had Rich on. He was one of our first guests, actually, a couple of years back, which was really cool. Um, I saw him last year. I saw him because he, he's moved to Portugal now. I know, and I listened to your podcast with him, and it was great. Yeah, really it, it was good. Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying because you uh, you got a mention quite early on, didn't you? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah, if anyone wants to check out Terminal Rage, sadly not together anymore, but a really cool punk band from Hereford, who again, much like yourself, were very kind to us on many, many occasions. So, tip of the oh, hat to those guys. I mean, Rich you know, just loves you. I mean, I do too. In fact, I Thank think you. that you're another one of those bands that just got it right. You know, the, the, the sort of the whole formula that not very many people can get right. It's like the sound, the energy, the voice, mm. everything, you know, the music, like lyrics, whatever, whatever it is that the tempo. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty kind of you to say. Um, I sort of had a, I don't know why it's taken me so long, but I, I sort of have a, had a bit of a realization about the band that we're kind of people like either going to think this is, this is brilliant. This is just what I'm looking for. Or they're going to think this is the worst thing I've ever heard. I don't think there's much middle ground with us, if you know what I mean. So we, uh, it's really cool when we do find people who are into it. So you've, and, got, you've you got know. a, you've got a descendant vibe. Yes. Yeah. I think that's pretty, uh, pretty high praise i'll say thank you <laughs> yeah you got the skate punk thing going on lovely is that what you guys are is that what you guys are like kind of going out to like to do yeah um i i would say i would say uh like rancid are probably our biggest influence okay. but that's not like a million miles away from that sort of thing no um, yeah. i've always thought that we 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 sound more like that american sort of uh, SoCal kind of thing, you know, like no effects, rancid, descendants, mm. that kind of thing, yep. more so than like a lot of the English punk bands. So I don't think we sound like the Sex Pistols or anything like that. No, and there's I nothing think... wrong with that. I mean, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely kind of always preferred the skate punk sound. Mm. Uh, anyways, that's because I grew up in Southern California and it was, yeah going on around there <laughs> <laughs> um I, I, I do have some questions actually that we may or may not mm. use on the podcast but I, i'm interested to talk anyway um but move, moving on to our next question so i want to hear all about your first gig who was it where did you go to oh god okay so my first gig when i was growing up in southern california when i finally discovered k-rock which was the radio station out there that play that like if you were going to make it in america you started off at k-rock in la if you were like an alternative band so like all the yeah. sort of english band you know like depeche mode and then there was like different djs so later at night they did more punk and you know like goth or bell house type stuff yeah so that radio station would do free concerts okay i grew up in a latin family my parents were strict I couldn't go anywhere. I was just locked in the house all the time. So I had to run away to do things. Of like to have any kind of <laughs> life. And I would sneak out in the middle of the night. But um, it was this, you know, do you remember Pato Banton? Yeah, 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 yeah. General Public? Vaguely, yes. I know the name. Yeah, yeah. Or was it Rankin Roger? Just Rankin Roger. I mean, it was so long ago. I was like 14 or 15. And um, I don't even know how I got there, but I do remember it was like really packed and it was free. And um, so, yeah, that was my first one. That was my first. And it's really weird. I just can't really remember a lot of the event. There used to be a lot of house parties, you know, mm -hmm. when, when, you know, got a bit older, there'd be house parties and they're always with bands playing and, See? you know. I've always wondered this, whether it's sort of dramatized in American films, but the whole going to a house party and there being an actual band playing, you know, seems okay. so cool. <laughs> beer and, you know, like a barbecue. Yeah, like, yeah. Or the parents are Mexican. There'd be like, carne asada tacos, which like, you know, the blank steak on the barbie, salsa on top, and flour tortilla, and 
fear and balance. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I mean, that was we had the weather out there. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, Have you been to any gigs recently? Uh, Is there a a band that you've seen? I did. I mean, it's weird because I haven't, I hadn't been to, you know, obviously there was COVID. And um, I had gone to a punk gig up in Manchester right before. And I saw bands like Pizza Trump. It was like, um, what were they called? Um, Oh, I can't remember. But anyways, I went up there with some friends of mine who run Midland Punk Rock Video. Have you heard of that? I haven't. No, but I should probably look that up. You should. It's, um, <laughs> oh my God, that's my bedtime reminder. Sorry, did you hear that? I, no, good. I didn't. No. Oh, okay, okay. Shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> um, okay, what was I saying? Because now I've, I, my, my ADHD is kicking in. What, uh, what, what did I say? About the punk video, the Midland's punk video. Oh yeah, Midland's punk rock video. M-P-B-R on YouTube. And he goes... Uh, yeah, I have seen this, actually, thinking yeah, about it. I'm sorry. I'm just frantically Googling as you're, uh, as you're talking. I quite often do these, and then like people say all this cool stuff, and I just save it all in a, in a, in a browser and look at it in the, over the next couple of days. Yeah, he record Like, he, he is, um, like, really... Clu- him and his girlfriend, Shelly, they are, they're pretty... Um, you know, in, in with all the bands, like the, the up and coming bands and they're following the bands, the old bands, new, you know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're brilliant. So, um, I went with them to the one up North and then COVID hit. So then I didn't go see a band for like years. Yeah. And then I've been basically just going to see local bands, you know, friends band, yeah. like, um, oh God, John Rose's band. I can't remember. God. Uh, are they the hurricane tapes? Hurricane Cage. Yeah. So I've seen, I've gone to see them, but the last gig I went to, and I can't remember the name of that band either. There, it was the Battle of the Bands at the Jam Jar. You know the Jam Jar? Because you played Jam there. Factory. Jam Factory. Yeah. Yeah. I went to go see some bands there. Nice. And I, they, there was a band, the second one that night. So it was their second show. And it was such a good band. I, I couldn't believe it. They were from like Cornwall somewhere. Uh, okay. But the Jam Factory is now the new, it's like Bobar Cafe and Jam Factory are two of amazing places. Yeah, it's you know? really cool, isn't it? So um, I want to know about the biggest influence on your record collection. Now, when people have answered this before, it's been a person, it's been a band, it's been, I don't know, it's been a film, it's been whatever. So I'm interested to find out what has sort of shaped your musical life journey however you want to phrase it my biggest influence in my music collection was my friend martin sanchez so he was um a gay mexican punk well he is a gay man yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, i hope i can say that without like offending anyone you're Um, fine it's all right and he grew up in like you know sort of uh, like a hard part of la and um but he was absolutely obsessed with like Morrissey and the Smith and the Cramp and Rockabilly. So he, when we made friends, we would go to this bowling alley in Highland Park. I think it was Highland Park, it was Bolarama. And they'd have like Rockabilly gigs. Cool. And you'd pay $10 to get into this bowling alley. And you see all these amazingly dressed, like, rockabilly people i never i've never even tried to look like that i just myself um and then we'd we'd go and sit in this seedy like red pleather round booths and um and watch the the rockabilly bands play and for a tenor yeah so um i think he just really influenced me a lot and I suppose, like now, even like Rich Lovell was an influence to me yeah. as well in the, the respect that, um, you know, more so like the old school British punk band, and then like Crass. Like I, I didn't know who Crass was. Okay, yeah. When we came together, we were more like, um, I was like more bringing in the uh, indie and the you know, more, um, I suppose, 
like local aspect of it. Yeah. And the, the, I don't know, the, the foofiness <laughs> um, and the spoken word and all that. Yeah. Um, and he was more like the connected with the punk bands and, and I, and, and like, I absolutely love punk bands. Probably I would go see them if I was like 80 years old because <laughs> I love the energy. I'm, I prefer to listen to them live. Yeah. But like I said, you know, was listening to Terminal Rage and it just, they just sounded so good to me, even on yeah. the TV. But it's certain bands, you, you they're just better left for like a live performance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to capture that on a CD, isn't it? Where it's the whole thing. It's the, like the, the look of the band, the feel like that, that word feel like you sometimes get, don't you? Where it's kind of like, does it always transfer to CD? No, it doesn't. And, um, I just want to make sure I'm plugged in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's just the, the, the sound, the energy, mm. the, the crowd, the singers, it's, it's weird to watch friends like you and just my other friends who are, I have most of my friends are in some sort of band or something. Um, they transform into, to other people. They become like these characters from the person that you're used to talking to and having like a coffee with or whatever. Yeah. I've often said that, um, Rich Lovell, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying this when you see him play live, he looks like the scariest man in the world. But he is like such a nice fella, you know. When you, soon as you, soon as he sort of puts his guitar down, he's like uh, the nicest bloke in the world. But yeah, I, I get what you mean there. He's uh, lives it really, really lives it. Um, God, I know. And he was, he's an, he was now he's retired, but he was an accountant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, not what you'd expect, is it? Yeah, and it, it like I couldn't have never done anything like any of what we did without him because he was like he had that kind he thought with that side of his brain you know like he was quite like on, on time and I was always late <laughs> um, you know we were real opposites I was like super chatty and he would just stand there with his arms crossed yeah listening uh, but, but then we were like we would get really excited you know about things and we were like children getting excited mm. about the event and we know we knew we were doing a good thing for the community and for the bands and yeah really quiet almost mm-hmm. like a little bit of like a i would have thought he would have been like a macho type yeah <laughs> not at all so yeah yeah that's that is very true um it brings us on quite nicely actually um spoken a lot about the bands that you've been to see and you clearly have a real passion for sort of live music local music but have you ever been in a band yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, fair enough. Um, I can't sing. I can't play. I have a guitar here, but I, I can't play. And I can't mm. I'm more of the groupie. Yeah. <laughs> is there, if, if you were to be in a band, is there a particular band that you think would look cool to be part of or... So, you know, or, or a sign that you might have been, might have liked to have, you know, in a, in another life. Okay. So I would have loved, you know, I have a lot of female friends here and I would have loved to, in, in Hereford that are like Claire. Yeah. Keep them over as Perk and Maddie Mew. And then I'd probably throw in a couple guys like uh, Bob from Terminal Rage could be my drummer. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and, yeah. Ben Davies, he's um, in Plane Crusher. Him as my bassist because he's a badass. <laughs> so, um, and I would, pr- this is the weirdest thing, but I've always wanted to, I thought, if I could sing, I would cover um, Romeo Void. Do you know Romeo Void? I don't, know. No, I'm going to have an interesting day tomorrow. Yeah. Um, she was quite like a very big, girl i remember and um but she sang like these you know and she was kind of just uh exuding like sexuality in her in her music and um her music is just really really sexy and it's like really kind of dancey 80s i can't explain it but 
There's a song called Girl in Trouble. That's one. And then okay. Might like oh, yeah. better if we slept together. <laughs> <laughs> so Brilliant. I do like that and maybe like cover like some Berlin. Do you remember the band Berlin? I know of them. Yeah, I don't know know anything by them to be honest, but yeah, I know know of Berlin. Yeah. So it's sort of like those like really uh I don't know how to explain those those bands from that like early to mid 80s mm. it's almost that punk's waning and there's a little bit more sort of a bit of bit more influences coming into the into the bands outside of the punk sort of thing well they were bands that were more i would say they were pop really american pop but like right. you could edge them up quite a yeah. bit you know or you could t- tone them down uh and I would probably, I would have punked them up or, yeah. you know, changed some of them. Because then, you know, someone's bound to know the songs. Yeah. Enjoy them. Well, I'm definitely going to go and listen to that tonight before I uh, <laughs> call it a day. Um, so you've actually been involved. So we're going to move on to our next question. You, you've been involved in the organizing of a number of festivals. I've played a couple of them. So I want to know, we've got a one-day festival. You're picking all the bands, six bands to pick. Who Who's playing your all-day festival? Right. Does it matter if they're, like, alive or dead? Whoever you want. No <laughs> limits on this. Just theoretically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would definitely, I would help Sonic you. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have PJ Harvey. Of course. Um, I would have the cramps. Yeah. Um, then what I would do is I would go scouring the, the, cause this is kind of the, how I prefer to like just discover bands. It's like, look for the brand new, fresh female punk band, yeah. you know, um, and like you know that band Wet Leg, like I quite like that. Sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're um, a cool band, aren't they? Pardon? They're a cool band. Exactly, but you know, there's a little bit more, but something maybe a little more angrier and mm-hmm. political. Uh, so I'd like something like that. Um, some, oh yeah, Pussy Riot. I would have Pussy Riot. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I would have. Oh God! Who's I gonna say? Uh, are they the menstrual crown? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I nice. That like gotten like found you know found out about them and been listening to their stuff on um, Spotify. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And they're, I I would kind of have a theme, you know, but you yeah, can't, I don't know if you could put PJ Harvey with like Pussy Riot and. I think you could. I think you get. It's, it's up to you. It's entirely up to you. I mean. Yeah. You can have who you like. Um, I, I'm going to ask a question, and I apologize if it's a bad question to ask, but you, you're obviously from, from California, um, and you've just named sort of Sonic Youth and the Cramps, who are New York bands. Is there, in your mind, is, is there like a, a rivalry there between sort of California bands, New York bands, a little bit like... In England, in like the late nineties, you had sort of Blur and Oasis, that kind of London Manchester kind of rivalry. I don't think so. I I, I think there was that with like the rap, yeah, scenes and stuff. But um, as far as not to my knowledge, yeah, I suppose they're slightly more. I've always sort of considered like punk's quite an inclusive scene, isn't it? Whereas hip hop and rap, it does seem to, again, I'm not a massive rap and hip hop fan, but from what I know, it does feel that there's a lot more competition there, um, which I guess leads to that, that kind of thing. Um, it, like a lot of them come are derived from, you know, well, I don't, I don't want to actually, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but like there's the gang culture. You yeah. Know, I mean, up in LA with like, you know, all the Mexican and Latino ba- uh, gang. Yeah. And, uh, there's just all kinds, you know, skinheads. Yeah, yeah. They're everywhere in the world. But obviously it was, but I think with New York, right? With like New York is 
very like uh, metropolitan and it's like a, a place where everybody goes in the world to do more, I would say like edgier art. Everybody goes to California because they want to be an actor or maybe they want to play on the Sunset Strip. There's like this whole other world in, you know, if you're from L.A., like if you're actually from L.A. or the West Coast, a lot of people just, uh, you know, San Francisco, uh, there's those bands emerge from growing up there, like the Chili Peppers and, um, you know, just any band that you can think of, Jane's Diction. They're all real LA people, not the ones that like live in these two little plastic cities. You know, we've got corn, you know, we had corn from the desert. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, you know, like the desert rock. All the best bands come from California, but it's a totally different dynamic than a bands that are come from like the, from New York. Yeah. You know, so it's like we would go to, to New York, someone from California, a band to go they play over there. And we'd be like in awe, like we'd for totally have a like major respect. And then same thing, you know, that's where the hardcore scene stuff started. Yeah, of course, would, yeah. They would come to Southern California and soak up the sunshine and the different energy. Yeah. It's really interesting. That's uh, yeah. Um, I hope that was all right to ask. Um, oh, of course. Just picking my, uh, you know, picking your brains over here. Um, so I'm always scared when you say that because I'm like, are you going to ask me something like really bad oh no, no, no. none of that no 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 that's fine um i just don't want you to think that oh she's american she'll know all about it <laughs> i'm not talking about but you, you kind of do so i'm gonna i probably will follow up probably got a few more um our next question so we're, we're all we've got four more to go um so i want to know which band makes you dance around the kitchen you know who'd you put on when you're when you just, you know, when it's just you and you just want to kind of let loose. Well, it's a band called Bomba Estéreo. Right. Okay. Bands. And they're like a sort of a cumbia, reggaeton, uh, dance festival style band. Um, from it's. Yeah, it's kind of my and, and I and belly dancing music as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anywhere from that because I I do like it on the side, like a little hobby, and then um, like uh, just I can dance to anything. I can dance to any scene, but for some reason I find myself dancing to a song called Fuego. I'll I'll send you a link of the video. So you- I was about to say, can you send me the link for that? That'd be great. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I want to know, is there a band who you think are amazing, but nobody else seems to like, and also the the opposite of that? So a band that everybody loves who you can't stand. Does that yeah. make sense? I would say that I think uh, the band, okay, let's just work backwards. Yeah. So the band that for sure that, you know, everybody likes just the main character in general that I can't get on with is Nick Cave and the Bad Seed. Right. I just really do him, you know. That's really interesting because I've tried a lot to like Nick Cave. I've listened to a lot of his stuff and it's all right. I really like his Murder Ballads album. I think that's really good. But then that's kind of quite different to everything else that he's done. But yeah, I don't, I don't really get it either. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. I, everybody seems to be saying the Beatles to that question. That seems to be kind of everybody's answer at the moment. We've done sort of like seven or eight of these now, and it's quite often, yeah, I don't really get the Beatles. What? Okay, well then I'm going to say the Beatles for my, the one, because I love the Beatles. Okay. And I love Revolver. Um, and actually, that's funny because I I couldn't really think of one. I was like, what band? Like, who do I like that everybody hates? You know? Um, say the Beatles or Madonna. Okay, and yeah. I, I still like Madonna. I don't, I don't care what anybody thinks. You know, like I, she's an idiot and she's making a 
know if she ever hears this, she'll probably get a voodoo doll or something <laughs> <laughs> of Michelle Wadra. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I quite, I quite kind of always thought she was, um, like every time an album came out, there was a new image and, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, you can, you can have both of those. It's interesting, the Beatles. Um, yeah, because they seem to be quite unpopular on this podcast. So it's nice to have I a bit of... That. What is going on? Don't people like the White Album or Revolver and all like song like Paperback Writer? I absolutely love that song. Yeah, um, I'm... I like the Beatles. I don't, I don't love them, but I've never really explored that far. I sort of know the hits. I think like I like a lot of the, like the really early poppy stuff. So like I want to hold your hand, stuff like that. I think they're great. I think they're like brilliant pop music. And but I haven't listened to too much. Sort of, I, I I've never heard Revolver start to finish. I don't think. Um, but yeah, um, it's definitely something that I would. I would hold my judge. I certainly wouldn't say I hate them. I wouldn't say, I, you know, they're not my favorite band in the world. But um, yeah, we can take that. Well, I um, used to go to the library when I was in high school and um, check out the record. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the White Album from the Beatles. And I, I think I checked it out so many times I couldn't check it out anymore. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's really good. Um, so we've got two more to go. The last one is possibly the the hardest. So we'll we'll come to that. But um, so you can travel to any musical era or any scene, and where is it that you want to go? I would want to go. I would want to come to England, England, and I would want to experience the hacienda. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I also loved that scene. You know, the whole like the charlatan and mm. the and. Yeah, I would definitely want to want to come back to that period and see those bands. The whole Manchester scene. Yeah, like oh my god. Does uh, that that extend sort of a bit further to like bands like Oasis and that kind of thing for you? Um, I would say nah, because when they came out, that was like in the nineties. Yeah, and I was studying fashion design in LA at the time. And I and I had a, a a young a young daughter, but like the the I remember there were like a lot of American guys that were so into the Britpop thing. They would do the like the Vespas and everything. Ah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I it, that I actually was really enjoying uh, the music and stuff in LA at that time. That was I'd moved from I'd moved to Miami for about five years and got really into like the dance scene there and i went oh, okay. to clubs and everything um and i was like i really enjoyed that but i think for me the hacienda would have been like well i would have liked to come you know to come and see the punk scene or mm. like the second wave punk scene kind of thing but i think england was too dismal at that time it was pretty grim yeah <laughs> Um, it's, it's interesting because when I, I, cause I've done these questions before, um, I, my choice was the, that sort of late seventies English punk scene. Um, partly because I don't think it was necessarily as good as everyone makes it out to be. And it'd be quite nice to actually be able to find that out for myself. Um, but the other one that would have been on my list would have, would have been that sort of like Gilman street, early nineties punk bands, you know, seeing like. Green Day coming through, Rancid coming through. Were you yeah. in uh, around that sort of time there? Um, yeah, that was mm -hmm. um, all those bands were. You're talking about like Southern Cal because Green Day they were from oh wait where were they from? From Berkeley, I think. Right. Yeah. Around like north, but yeah, a lot of the bands were from what was it? San Gabriel, Ontario kind of area, like Blink right. 182 and all those bands. Yeah. I was definitely around at that time. I was really into No Doubt. Oh, wow. That period. 
That's really cool. They're a good band, no doubt. They got some good stuff. Okay, um, I've got a couple of little bits I'd like to chat to you about before we do our last question, if that's all right. I just thought um, I would just say that I've seen some of the the stuff that your daughter's doing musically and with with all of that, and it's mind blowing. It's like it's so out there. It's so like I don't understand it necessarily. Um, but it's really it feels very you know i'm not sure it's kind of aimed for me but it's really really cool um did you just want to sort of expand on that a little bit sure um my daughter is so lean velvet and she's on instagram at so lean velvet (laughs) basically um and on youtube she does like a lo-fi she was inspired by like jazz trip-hop um you know, just, I don't know, she, and then other stuff that she just just discovered through the years on her own. Um, And obviously, you know, she grew up in a very musical environment. So she started just singing and then now her, whatever videos on, on YouTube has almost a million views down her vibe. And she's like in this, she's like, obviously she's an Instagram influencer uh, she's really into anime. It's like this generation. I don't even know. They're like, they just, you put together a lot of different elements, you know, styles of music. And they do, it's where she throws in elements of jazz, obviously. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's a couple songs that are just so good. She writes all the lyrics. She does, yeah. you know, she works with music producers and then um and she's connected with oh yeah she's done stuff with like pretty well-known artists like terminology who oh uh, yeah um a hip-hop artist from boston like an old school one and he signed to eminem's label why yeah and um i don't know she's got all these cool friends that she <laughs> she knows like Oh yeah, see true. She's done a performance with him, and he okay. worked with like Snoop and DMX. I shared something today on my Instagram stories about that. She's all hanging out in LA, like in the um, a lot. There's like downtown LA. There a lot of people live there. You know, she lives in Beverly Hills, but you know, she kind and she's just been in Japan for a month, and she was recording out there with some artists, um, and she's super connected (laughs) and i'm over here in hereford (laughs) yeah well for for what it's worth um i i think that i'm just just gonna get this out before we do that last bit i think the work that you and rich did in hereford for that period of time where the booth hall was open and you say about like barbar cafe and the jam factory I mean, you guys did that at the booth hall for, for for a number of years, and it was really cool. And before we get on to that last question, I keep teasing it, but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you um, because it was really cool. It gave a lot of bands a good chance, especially my band. Um, you know, you, our first real gig was one of your guys' gigs, and that was really really cool. And you know, you took a bit of a yeah, punt on us. And... You're like, oh my god! I, I, when I saw your first performance, I was like, no way. <laughs> but there was a lot of um promoters doing stuff at the time but it was like we there had been like almost like a silence in Hereford mm. while there was stuff going on underground and if you didn't know about it you weren't you know that's exactly it I mean yeah um but there were so many great events that happened at that booth hall yeah and, um but luckily and it's taken a while to like find so so the reggae thing at Bobar Cafe that's like hip hop DJ mm. reggae they yeah they're doing all kinds of cool stuff and they're doing pride there ah uh, yes yeah yeah and then so now we have two venues and hopefully people will support it because this is what we you know sometimes the promoters we struggled with we put in a lot mm. to bring these bands to Hereford and to give the youth. Especially because we have an art college here. Yeah, and yeah. The Generation X were a lot different than the previous generation. Um, so a lot of us still like to, you know, still are very immature. And, <laughs> you know, 
like to go see bands. Yeah. Or, except for most of us have more money now. Like, yeah. Very merch, support the bands, you know. Mm. Cool. That's great. Right. So I'm going to ask you this last question and then we'll sign off. Um, so we're making a playlist for the ages that we're going to, I don't know, put in a time capsule or send out to space for someone to find. Um, and you get to pick one song and one song only to put onto this playlist. This for me is possibly the hardest question of the lot because it's so, so it could be so many things, but what, what did you uh, come down to? Okay. I, you know, the cramp song, yep. um, let's get fucked up. Right. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, we don't know what, it, what the world's going to be like. And, uh, you know, we might be taken over by a Christian fascist and we won't be allowed to, to, you know, no one will be allowed to have fun. And then you yeah. come up with this like song and it's totally crazy and hilarious. And then it's like the perfect party theme song. It's an amazing choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank this- you. This playlist is wild because there's such a wide sort of people have sort of interpreted it slightly differently or people have gone for like um, sort of like just fun party songs and people have gone for really like sort of, oh yeah, this is all like what they feel is the best song, not necessarily their favorite, but that is some pick. Yeah. <laughs> Crabs, let's get fucked up. That can, that'll be on the playlist. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, oh God, I I do I abs I went to go see them play at the House of Blues for one of their Halloween gigs. Don't remember it was in the nineties, I'm sure of it, or maybe it was. Yeah, it was definitely in the nineties, and uh, they were just so cool. Mm. Honestly, like Poison Ivy, I'd want to be in a band with her. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on and answering our questions. Great to have you on finally. And as we say with everybody, if you'd like to come back again, you would be very, very welcome. And we can talk about a specific record or a specific band, whatever you wanted to do. Um, But yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Do appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Are you guys playing a gig soon in Hereford? We are. uh, 20th of May. 20th at bar bar cafe okay that that i will try to make that one yeah uh, i'm just not sure i feel like it always falls like when i have my daughter oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fine there'll be we, we've got a few coming up so we've got a I few know. bits here and there so, yeah well thank you no problem at all thank you michelle it's lovely to speak to you okay so that was michelle i've been sam thank you for listening to records and bands um, hope it's been all right. Just me, first time and all that. You can find us on the socials at Records and Bands, mainly on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but yeah, thanks very much for listening. Cheers. Cheers.